Good morning, listeners. It is currently Thursday, April 16th, and you are listening to the 5-Minute Drill brought to you by F5 Media. As always, this is your co-host, Darian Phillips, and I am joined by Simran Sandu. And Simi, yesterday was kind of like a Christmas in April type deal, except Santa must have decided to hang out with Mrs. Claus up at the North Pole and decided to send Uncle Sam to do the gift delivering this time around, which in this case was that stimulus package that everybody has been eagerly waiting for. But it sounds like only a handful of people got their money. So what's the deal with that? Well, Darian, the Treasury Department just completed the first round of payments to over 80 million households, but the stipulation here is that the payments are only going to people who have social security numbers, are over the age of 16, and aren't listed as dependents. With that in mind, if you are expecting a payment, you can track it by providing the necessary information on the IRS website. You know, the funny part about that, Simi, is I was walking through Costco the other day and I saw a TV on sale for exactly $1,200. Was it a coincidence? Maybe. But anyways, it sounds like House Democrats have already started talking about putting together another plan to keep paying Americans throughout the duration of this crisis. So listeners, this may be a little bit of good news for you. And they're calling it the Emergency Money for the People Act, which would provide Americans $2,000 a month and could continue for at least six months or until unemployment recovers to its pre-coronavirus levels. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of aid going around. And interestingly enough, California actually created a $125 million assistance fund for illegal immigrants who no longer have jobs. This is the first one of its kind, and it'll be very helpful for these immigrants as they're not eligible for traditional unemployment insurance. But I'll be very curious to see if any other states establish a similar fund. Yeah, same here, Simi. And I'm sure if we do, we'll be filling our listeners in on that adequately. But for now, I did want to touch on some of Trump's recent statements. He did just say that, quote unquote, we have passed the peak of the coronavirus outbreak, which has now infected more than 632,000 Americans. He supported his statement by claiming that cases are declining in New York, which has had more confirmed cases than any country outside of the U.S. up to this point, and said cases are flattening in other major cities like Denver and Detroit right now. All in all, just Sounds like Mr. Trump is generally optimistic and hopes to begin discussing guidelines for reopening commerce today. Well, let's just hope he's right. But here's another interesting story. The World Health Organization has actually stated that drinking alcohol increases your likelihood of catching the coronavirus. So naturally, the WHO wants everyone to minimize their alcohol consumption. But the irony of the situation is that alcohol sales are extremely high right now, and a lot of liquor stores are deemed essential businesses in most states. Simi, if I'm being honest here, the fact that alcohol sales are through the roof right now just really isn't that surprising to me since people have just been sitting at home with not much else to do. But speaking of the World Health Organization, yesterday, governments around the globe weighed in on President Trump's decision to withhold funding from the WHO. Although Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison showed a little bit of empathy for Mr. Trump, many governments, including the EU, Japan and China, condemned his behavior. And similarly, the World Health Organization's Director General Tedros expressed his discontent with Trump's actions and proceeded to claim that the agency intends to look for other donors to fill that financing gap. Understood. Well, let's take this moment to switch gears over to markets. After investors had the opportunity to look at the poor retail sales numbers and bank earnings reports, all major U.S. indexes fell between 1.5 to 2%. And we saw a similar trend for oil as crude oil prices dropped under $20 a barrel, which does mark an 18-year low for the commodity. 
Simi, I just wanted to provide some further information on those bank earnings that you just touched on a little bit. Yesterday, we saw Goldman Sachs first quarter profits decline by 46% in comparison to this time last year, which if we put it in perspective, isn't that great, but it's definitely better than what we saw from JP Morgan and Wells Fargo on Tuesday. Yeah, and that's probably why shares for the company rose 20 basis points after being down by as much as 5% earlier in the trading day. But anyways, we're cutting it close on time. So let's wrap things up with some sports talk. What do you got for us, D? Well, for the first time in a while, we actually have something to talk about here in the sports world. But if I'm being honest, it's not the best news. XFL founder Vince McMahon just announced that he is looking to sell the organization after it just opened up early this year. And will be providing a bankruptcy loan as long as the sale happens within 90 days. Well, here's the wishful thinking. But anyways, listeners, as usual, take a moment to check out our website and subscribe at upbymedia.com, and we will catch you bright and early Friday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news.